You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. And we've got a fun episode today, a little different. Um, it's just me. And I'm going to be doing short episodes every once in a while on Tuesdays that I'm calling your self-care hot tips. And we'll be discussing specific topics under the umbrella of self-care. Today, we're talking about rest. So rest, obviously, is extremely critical to any self-care routine, but it's also kind of hard as our lives change and as, you know, we can't always control how much sleep we get or, you know, how restful our sleep actually is. So there's a couple little tips, life hacks, if you will, that I like to use and that I like to suggest to clients for sleep. And the first is sleep hygiene. So I've talked about this on episodes before. Sleep hygiene is exactly like it sounds. It's sort of the purity that you have around your sleep routine. Some things that get in the way of really quality sleep are blue light, right? We know that screens and even just our everyday light within our homes really impact how deep of sleep that we get. So some ways around this, because sometimes we need to be on our screen. Sometimes that's our reading or where our downtime is to is to be on a screen. Blue light glasses are amazing. I always suggest those. The ones that I use are called blue blocks. Um, the ones at night are like orange. They're really, really bright and they're... There's they black out blue and green light so that you can really transition into that nighttime restful sleep. So if you can't limit your actual screen time, um, that'd be the best. But if that's impossible, blue light glasses are great. Some other things that make it really easy to you know look at your sleep hygiene routine is if your phone is actually next to you while you sleep. If you can plug it in somewhere that isn't like right next to your bed say just the other side of the room or another or another room altogether you might find that your sleep is less interrupted um it's less emf there's just a lot of reasons why sleeping right next to our phone can be really hard on our bodies and it also takes away the temptation to grab it in the morning so again avoiding having your phone right next to your bed is a great sleep hygiene hack and then finally looking at your routine at night as to like, what is your wind down routine? Are you listening to really intense podcasts right before you go to bed? Or are you listening to something that 
makes you feel relaxed. You know, watching your your favorite feel-good show versus watching like true crime. I mean, I, I love true crime, but that makes me so like my brain really kind of stirs when I watch those. So I can't watch them before bed. Thinking about, you know, are you reading? Reading is such a great way to rest and start to wind down. Can you do that versus watch TV? Does that allow you to bring your day to a close and start to relax a little bit? A great, you know, way to look at when to start your evening routine is to look at the sunshine, right? So like when the sun is starting to set, start to turn down your lights in your house, get into your pajamas, wash your face, brush your teeth, like do those evening things to tell your body it's time. It's time to start winding down. I'm going to do things that make me feel good. I'm going to put the work away if I can. I'm going to put my kids to sleep. I'm going to get those feel good practices, you know, ongoing so that when I am ready to go to sleep, I'm in the right zone. So sleep hygiene, again, a lot of it has to do with light and with technology, but it's also about what your routine is and what sets you up to feel um, ready for deep, restful sleep. The next thing is a couple hacks that I like to use when I don't have restful sleep. And if you're a parent or you struggle with any sleep issues, sometimes this, you know, our, our night is just trash. <laughs> like our sleep does not go very well and we need to kind of make up for it the next day. And while, you know, if we don't get that eight hours of like awesome sleep, it's there isn't any hack that's going to get everything back, but it does feel good to know that there are some options to bring real rest into your body so that you don't have to panic if you have a rough night of sleep. If you're at home with a newborn and you're up three or four times a night, like there are some things that you can do to get yourself those minutes, but really they translate into hours back. The first is a practice called yoga nidra. I'm going to link up in the show notes an episode, a past episode that we did on yoga magic with my friend Kelly Smith, who is a yoga nidra and meditation teacher. Yoga nidra is flipping magic, everybody. I just, it's so wild. And there's a lot of actual science and research um, behind the practice of yoga nidra and how it affects our brain. Dr. Andrew Huberman, who's a neuroscientist, um, has, has done quite a bit of research on this particular practice. And so if you're, you know, it is a spiritual practice, it is a yoga practice, um, but if you're looking for simply the, you know, anatomical benefits, it has those too. So what it is, it's a deep meditation and it allows your body to get into an extremely restful state to kind of get those hours back within a shorter span of time. It gets you into true rest and digest. Um, it's often called yogic sleep. So yeah, you're totally, you are awake. You're not actually sleeping during this practice, but you're going into that deeply meditative state. So I will link up that episode with Kelly Smith on Yoga Nidra if you want to use this amazing sleep life hack. And the second is a little, it's a little less fancy, but it's one of my favorites for Using my time, if I, you know, if I haven't had a good night of sleep, getting some of it back, I do something called a coffee nap. <laughs> this, I, this is like literally, if mothers out there who you know you're at home with a newborn, you're up all night 
feeding baby, this is the most amazing thing ever. So what you do is you drink a coffee and then within, you know, five minutes of consuming that coffee, you take a 20 minute nap. And the 20 minutes is key because you're getting, you can get into sleep, but you're not going to get into that deep, deep sleep. So you don't feel groggy. And then when you wake up, that caffeine has hit and you are alert. So I'll say that this doesn't work for people that if it's hard for them to get into sleep quickly, I'm a person who can literally fall asleep within like two seconds. So it works really well for me. Um, I would advise those that like maybe doesn't work as well to get into a deep sleep. Yoga Nidra is a probably better life hack. Um, But again, if you can get, if you can fall asleep pretty fast, this is flipping magic. I'm obsessed. I use it all the time. Coffee naps. Okay, the next um, little rest idea, hot tip that I have for you is around what's happening in your environment while you're sleeping. So this relates to sleep hygiene as well, but it's more um, specific to the practice of feng shui. We did an episode last year on feng shui talking about how clutter in your bedroom and things that are happening within the areas that you're sleeping can affect your sleep. So the first area to look is under your bed. Do you have things under your bed? If you do, clean them out. Because there is, you know, all things, have energy and that more energy that we have underneath us can keep us from getting into deep restful sleep. The second is to look at where the mirrors are in your bedroom. Do you have a mirror that's facing your bed that can bounce energy off of your bed back onto you? So if you have a mirror, maybe you just move it. Move it so that it's not facing your actual bed. And then um, you can always just cover it up with like a towel or something if you can't actually move the mirror. Um, But those are two super simple things that you can do to your bedroom to help with sleep. So remove stuff from underneath your bed and truly, you know, your, your space in general, try to declutter your bedroom and then also um, move those mirrors. When you're looking at your bedroom, again, another really like staple feng shui idea is what you're doing in your bedroom. And it should really be only sleep and sex. So your bedroom is, it's a sacred space, right? That will, if you're listening to, you know, the feng shui ideas, you would avoid working in your bedroom. You would avoid eating in your bedroom. And again, just stick to those, those two basic pleasure filled things in your bedroom. Okay, final rest idea, hot tip. And this is something that I don't actually use, but I have several friends and my partner uses this and it's it's a product, definitely not sponsored or anything, just think it's such a cool product. It's the Aura Ring, A-U-R-A. It's a ring that you wear at night to look at how your sleep, how, you know, how meaningful, how deep, how impactful your sleep is. It'll give you a score in the morning. So if you had a rough night of sleep, it'll tell you, hey, you know what? You're not going to be that magnetic or productive or, you know, even bright today. You might need to adjust your schedule accordingly. And that gives you some time just to be a little bit easier on yourself. Like if you can adjust your schedule 
after a, a night of really kind of rough sleep, you'll you'll know to do that. Also, it'll tell you on days when you've had flipping rockin' sleep and you're ready to tackle the day and you can use this. You can get those extra meetings in. You can you can pitch something, you can work out, like you can do all these extra things. And you may use, you know, this might be something that just comes intuitively to you know if your sleep is restful, but it's actually it isn't always as um obvious as you'd think. When you look at these scores and you see like, wow, I really had a great night of sleep or wow, I really didn't. Um, you can learn a lot about your your patterns and what impacts your sleep. What did you do the night before that maybe allowed you to have great sleep or vice versa? What did you do the night before that, that impacted your sleep? Um, I noticed that alcohol makes a big difference in how good I sleep. If I have like a glass of wine or two or three before bed, that sugar wakes me up at about like one or 2 a.m. and I cannot fall back asleep. So I just have to kind of limit that before bed or avoid it altogether. Um, and, and I know that and it helps, you know, it helps my sleep and aura is a great way to really, really study your sleep. Okay, I hope these are helpful. Again, these little shorties, just some self-care hot tips on areas that people always have questions about. Um, you know, I'm doing the research for you, <laughs> trying it out myself. These are my experiences. If you have other ideas on rest, on ways that you can really lean into rest, obviously meditation is a huge one, and we're going to do a whole separate episode on meditation and different types and different ways to use it. Um, but these are, again, really specific to rest. Let me know. I would love to get your ideas. Before you go, just a reminder that the self-care mentorship is open for enrollment, and I've got a few spots left. So if you're unfamiliar with the mentorship, it's the opportunity to work together. You and me, one-on-one, over four sessions on Zoom, where we really dive into your routines. We look at your life. We look at your work, your family, and we look at your astrological birth chart, and we get ideas and really specific about ways that you can upgrade, how you can work more self-care into your life so that you're full, you're magnetic, you're able to give to your family, to your work at you know that highest potential. It's extremely personalized. Your chart is so individualized. And this opportunity to work together, again, it's really, really tailored to you. So if you want to learn more about that, check out the information in the show notes. I would love to hang out with you via the Zooms. And finally, thanks for being here, everybody. These will be these will be kind of fun. If you have any ideas that you want to talk about, any self-care topics or questions that you have, send me a note on Instagram at ashleysondergaard.yoga or at yoga magic podcast. And I would love to do an episode on it. Oh my gosh, one more thing before you go. The next event happening over in the Yoga Magic community is a super fun event with my friend Gina from Past Lives in the Divine podcast. So Gina is an amazing hypnotherapist. Um, She has helped me so much in identifying where my blocks are in life and just through my healing journeys. Um, And she does that through past life regression. And her and I will be partnering up on Wednesday, March 31st at 7 p.m. Central Time to 
do some yoga and hypnosis. So I'll be guiding everyone through um, just a restful, restorative yoga class, and then we'll seamlessly move into a guided self-hypnosis. So what that means is really just a deep meditation. And we're specifically going to be looking at just renewal as we move into the spring, like what layers need to be shed? What do you need to do in order to step into the light in this this renewal in this spring period? So if you want to get tickets for that, they are linked up in the show notes. We have a few spots left that usually fills. So if you're like, yeah, this sounds like totally something I want to do, hop in there and get your tickets right away. It happens on Zoom 31st of March at 7 p.m. Okay. Thanks for being here, everybody. I'll see you on Thursday. 